We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've never done it in England. I've never had I've never had a tree in England. Okay, we're getting a Christmas tree. Will we? Even if it's for a smallie while. But then we have to buy a load of baubles then and stuff. I think I have some. No, I don't. Why would you have baubles? What? Any Christmas tree decoration suppliers <laughs> want to send us some decorations? No, I actually don't because I feel so bad. But if they're customized grandma baubles. Oh, well, customized grandma baubles, yes, please. Stunning. Stunning. Me and you on the top of the tree as the angels. <laughs> Hey girlies, I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And welcome back to I'm Grandmam. Woo! Episode 51. 51. It feels like we're starting afresh. It's weird that we're not going to be drunk on this set. I think the drink has become a clutch for me for the episodes. <laughs> the I can't get through them. The lifestyle. I can see where they go down that route. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's just as well we only did it for the one ep. I know. Because at the end of that ep we were a bit... Drunk with nowhere to go. We were kind of having a scream, weren't we? Very that. Anyway, girlies, how's things? How are we, girlies? How's everyone holding up? Thank you so much as well for the response from the last ep and for everyone wishing us a happy 50th. It was, sounded very funny. I felt like I was turning 50. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I felt like it was my birthday, did I you? I know what you mean, yeah. I was, kinda, I was just kind of basking in it all. I was loving it. You know what I mean? I was kind of thinking, oh, this is nice. And also, thanks so much for everyone who sent in all the voice notes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got loads, but we could only pick a few for the show. But all of them were so lovely. We did literally listen to all of them and they were so stunning. And also, some people didn't know... That we had asked for submissions and were still writing to us afterwards being like, oh my God, this is my favourite moment of this is why I love you. Honestly, my mental health that day and the days like following the release of the 50th ep were some of my best days in lockdown. Like if you were a fly on the wall and you could see us, you'd hate me and Kevin because we were like <laughs> sitting down with our Prosecco after the record listening to the rest of the voice notes being like, oh... People are lovely, aren't People they? People are lovely. We're just drinking the bubbles. Anyway, what else has been going on? 
What else has been going on? So this week all the Christmas adverts got released, like loads of them. And I wasn't ready emotionally or mentally. Honestly, I spent most of the last few nights crying in the bed. <laughs> I don't know, it's so weird because I feel like we took the piss out of the Christmas adverts before they came out. We were like, oh, every single Christmas advert is going to start off with Christmas is going to be a bit different, blah, blah. Yeah. And then literally all of them have started off like that and all of them have had me sobbing. I think there's a bit of different Christmas adverts happening. Yeah. Like the Barbary one is unreal. Oh, is that for Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Is it? No, it's not. It's their Christmas ad. When they're dancing on the street and hitting the snowballs. Oh, I thought it was hailstones. Fun fact, girlies. I went for a casting for that advert and they said no. <laughs> Maybe it would feel more Christmassy if I was in it. You love telling people you had a Barbary casting. <laughs> But did you? I kept saying, what do you mean did you? You helped me with the self-tape. It was an open call, doll. It wasn't, babe. Doll, it was. Barbie wanted to see me. PJ, when he got that audition through, was like, oh my God, he randomly says, and he was like, Kevin, you need to help me with self-tape. Barbie want to see me. It wasn't that dramatic. You did run down. I didn't. You did. And I was like, I okay. Did. I was too Irish for him. I think you were a bit too Irish. Yeah. Also, like, I pull focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would I be Alien the <laughs> Your alien head. Maybe if it was like an intergalactic Burberry ad. <laughs> alien vibes. I do think it was stunning though, but it's not my favourite one. What's your favourite Christmas ad at the moment? You know what? I was in bits watching the Disney one. The Disney one. The Disney one just broke me and... Well, I'm not sure if you've watched it, but it's 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 based around um, a Filipino family this year. And girly, sure you know we love the representation. <laughs> exactly that. Like, I was bawling. And especially because, like, I was talking to Jose, like, and he was like, Avery and Aurora, like, his nieces who were mm-hmm. growing up, but just seeing these, like, Disney ads with them in Representing it. Representing them. Which is stunning. I love that. And Lola, the little nanny. Just, just in general, the, the video for me, I just thought was so well done. And as well... I like as I was very close to my nan, God rest her, my nanny, and I know. honestly, with that moment when the teenager was going out and kind of being le- a bit chaotic, kind of leaving the nan, I just was sobbing because it just made me miss my nan so much, Aww. and I was like, oh, no, no, but like that's what the Christmas ads do, you don't. I know they they, they they take you up, they take you down, <laughs> then they take you back up again. But that was lovely. I and really we love a light show. Yeah, exactly. It ended with a light show, girlies, look it up. I loved the super value one as well. The Super Value one, I have mixed feelings. Why? I thought it was f- really good the way they juked ya. Yeah. Now, careful now, because Super Value, very good. I love, love Super Value. Love Super Value. Shopping as it should be. Exactly. But, <laughs> I don't know, should they have put the granddad at the end of it? Because we don't know what's going to happen at Christmas. I know, but I think there has to be... Some hope. A level of hope in the adverts as well. Imagine if he was like, oh, I hope he arrives, and then the granddad didn't. Yeah. Or you're not going to leave the Christmas advert with a cliffhanger, are yeah. you? Yeah. And the child is waiting by the window. To be continued. <laughs> you make the ending. No, I don't know. I did like a sweet story. It was still a sweet story. I'm excited to see the rest of them. I think things like that are actually great now, because I know we kind of do tend to make a fuss over the Christmas adverts, but I feel like now... When they do come out, everyone's talking about them because there's nothing really else mm. to be talking about. Well, I love the classics when the classics come. Mm-hmm. So the Coke truck comes on. Coke truck. Cornflakes, blonde girl, shushy shushy. I love... Yeah. Cornflakes, And, and the nerdy girl. sister. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and um, the Guinness one. The Guinness one is Lindsay Corby's fave. What's the Guinness one? Even at the home of the black stuff, you dream of a white one. 
Oh, so, I didn't know that was it. Yeah. We were talking about this during the week, about the Guinness adverts in general. You know the one, do you know the way to San Jose? Do, 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 do. I love, yeah. I think Guinness's marketing is very good. Is this an advertising app? <laughs> the theme for this week is... Also, are you girlies allergic to us talking about Christmas in November? Are they? I'm just in the spirit these days. I'm kind of half loving it. Really randomly, my dad messaged me earlier. Merry Christmas. No. It was the lights for Douglas Shopping Centre are up. And he messaged me and he sent a picture of that and he said, Oh, and Go-Go's are gearing up for Christmas too. That's like a cafe in Banlock, I think. <laughs> okay. And I was like, it's so random for him to just Stunning. message me that. But I suppose, do you know what? Deck the halls. <laughs> I think there's not a whole lot of things to be getting excited about. Why not just drag Christmas out a bit longer? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And it's, well, even I called next door to Jen, um, but didn't go, go in there. I knocked on the door just because this sounds chaotic. But basically, on, also Tash will be listening, so I feel bad. But Tash, our last housemate, had bought toilet roll. Tash, I'm so sorry if you're listening. It was kind of that you know kind the way of... Kevin is. It was that orangey toilet roll. And like, sorry Tash, but I can only have the white toilet roll in the white bathroom. I know it sounds <laughs> awful. And I was thinking, no, it's not going to be a big deal. I'll just use it. When she came in with the orange toilet roll, I was like, stunning. But I knew you'd have a problem. So I was like, looking at your reaction, I was like, Kev, what do you think of the toilet roll? And I feel so bad as well, because Tash was just so good for like, Buying bits, yeah. Like you know the way sometimes you'd be we in a house Tash. and you'd have to pull a few pound out of a few people to get like general household bits. Tash was always just going off buying bits, which I loved. But I just couldn't look at them, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll call into Jan next door because I was like, she could maybe do with yeah. the toilet rolls, you know, instead of going to the shops and I don't know, are people buying a load of toilet roll at the moment again? I, I just, know. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You're oh, like, stocking yeah. up. So anyway, drop them in, and then she was saying. Oh, she's like, thanks so much. And it was only toilet roll, obviously. But she's like, thanks so much. And she was like, um, I must make you some chocolate truffles. And I went, oh, come here. I goes, Jen, don't worry about it all. I goes, we're not looking for uh, anything. I was like, that was just something we had in the house. And it was so embarrassing because I had to tell her that I didn't like that colour in the bathroom. <laughs> so she, I essentially came out to Jen. But I say she knows we're gay. But um, <laughs> I say she came out to Jen. <laughs> but like I say, she's like, why did he actually drop around the toilet roll? Why did the faggot next door give me toilet rolls that didn't match the bathroom? <laughs> And he said, Jack said and she's about 70, like. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, oh, don't worry about getting us something back. I was like, it's grand. And she goes, oh, but I always make chocolate truffles for Christmas. And then Stunning. I had to run behind the wheelie bin because I was crying. I love that. And I love Jen. Also, is she going to make them dairy free because I'd be giving them back to her? No, I was going to, because I just said, oh, yeah, actually, we love them. And then I was going to say, would you use dark chocolate 72%? <laughs> But I was like, is that a bit of a push? Also, if Jen made them, I'd probably... And I wouldn't uh, do havoc with my stomach. We could do something with them. We could pass them to the other neighbours. Pay the, it forward. Or pay it forward or yeah. something like that. Actually, we didn't speak about this last week. Because I think maybe it was... Actually, came out on the Friday we recorded the Thursday. But there's talks of the vaccine happening with Pfizer's. And hook it to my veins. Hook it to my veins. Get me into the queue for GAY and vaccinate me in the queue while I'm waiting. I know everyone's like, don't be so stupid now and get the vaccine straight away it's not even tested they rushed it through I don't care babe I just want to go clubbing I just want to go clubbing I just want to hear Ariana Grande's new album in a club just for the sake of going clubbing would we just take it like it says it's only 90% effective which is a bit chaotic <laughs> like 90% effective but like I'm 100% sure I'm taking it yeah we'll just do a bit of reading up on it yeah we'll do some research but also girlies if anyone does the research and just want to send me the bullet point verse Love that too. Love that too. And also, are all the people who are screaming, saying not to take the vaccine, are they all the ones who are... Anti-vax. ...doing Ked at the weekend? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're taking the horse tranquilizers, girlies. 
I'm sure the I'm sure the vaccination from Pfizer is one of the leading pharmaceuticals in the world. Surely, the, you know what I mean. I'm dead. But we'll see. <laughs> the main reason I want the vaccine is to go to the cinema because I miss films. I miss films. Someone posted a picture of you know the walkway oh, to the screens. Oh, they sent it to me. And I was just like, oh my god, and it really like hit, hit me. Hit me hard. You know what I mean? And just the smell of the cinema. And just the whole experience. I used to never go to the cinema, like really previously, ever. I was never really a cinema gal. I'm a cinema And gal. then when I moved in with you, we became cinema gals. I'm a cinema gal. Me You're a cinephile. Are. I'm a cinephile. <laughs> that would mean someone who loves the cinema. It sounds really weird. Cinephile. A cinephile. So like in French, um... <laughs> Go on anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I don't know what films are coming out or anything. And if that film, that Irish film is in the cinema, they can go on away and fuck off. <laughs> but I'm going to have to see it. What's it called? Wild Mountain Time, is it? Is that the one that everyone's going on about this week? Wild Mountain Time sounds like something that's in a soup. <laughs> It's based on a play, I think. And see, the thing is, I fucking love Jamie Dornan. But why did they get Emily Blunt to play your one? Not a mind, why did they get Emily Blunt to play your one? Why did they just slap a load of muck on her face and go, there you are now, you're filthy, dirty, you're Irish. Like, that's such, like, an archaic notion. I know, as well, a lot of Irish people back in the day were farmers and stuff. Yeah. And relied on the land. They weren't shoving their face in the fields. You know what I mean? They were going around, their hands were dirty, yeah. But it was like when we were watching the trailer, it looks like a parody skit on like... You asked me, show. was it a parody? I thought it was a parody at the start. It looks like, you know, when the Simpsons take off the Irish character. Also, it reminded me of when I was younger um, doing drama classes. <laughs> like, we were all like seven or eight and like if they were ever asked to do like an American accent in the class. And it would sound like that. Yeah. So they would sound like kind of... A faked Irish, but then also American. It was just... The whole thing gave me hives. Also, our girl Jamie Dornan is a right, but, like, he's already Irish. Why is he putting on a weird accent? Oh, see, that's the bit that confused me the most. And I need to Google it. He is Irish, isn't he? He is right. Oh, I obviously didn't Google it. Is he? I Google think, it is he Northern Irish? I thought Jamie Dornan... I was telling everyone he's from Cork. That's what I say to from lads. Cork. If, yeah, that's what I say to lads if I'm on... Um, Grinder or Tinder chatting someone they're like oh you're Irish you have the accent yeah and I'm like yeah I'm from Cork and they'd be like oh where's that and I'm like you know Jamie Dornan's accent <laughs> isn't that this Jamie Dornan I should know this here I am going on a, all summer about the fall Jamie Dornan actor model and musician from Northern Ireland Northern Ireland okay. but still I'm definitely going to see it obviously I'm going to see it I think ultimately but I just think lads higher fucking Irish talent but I suppose they did with Jamie but the mm. rest of them like and I'm a fan of Emily Blunt I oh, love I Mary love Poppins Mary Poppins you know what I mean yeah. a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine but you know what doesn't help situations is lobbing some dirt on an actor's face and calling them Irish but as well there's about a million stunning mm-hmm. Irish actresses sure we're living with one of them Cass exactly. Clara oh my god loving Clara getting the plug <laughs> but maybe it's, is it because she's just a ginger oh no no sorry <laughs> No, I meant to say, is it because she's ginger? Maybe it's just because she's ginger. Stop, I'm going to edit that out. I have to. Sorry. Is it because she's like, is it because, maybe it's just because she's that like stunning red hair. What do you mean, babe? Maybe they're just like, oh, I don't know. I just. There are wigs and like dye. Yeah. Honestly, it is. The whole thing is very annoying. Okay, girlies, on to the theme. Mm -hmm. The theme for this week is sports, but make it queer. Alexa. Play Physical by Dua Lipa. Oh, tune. Tune. 
very in a care energy. Is that just this year or was it last year? I don't know. Time's a construct. Yeah. I remember listening to the album in the queue for Morrison's You go to like In like lower your grill It's very that isn't it I see you with um, a rectangular shade Yeah Green Ready? Snap snap In a gym Slow pumps you know Slow pumps a la gym Slow pumps a la gym A la gymnasio And then you go double time Five six seven eight Boom 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 Squat 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 up, squat up, squat up, squat up, shake it off. You need to do a Jane Fonda. Oh, sh- that line's stunning. I love that line. She really taunted it with this album. I like the album. Come on, three, come on. Let's get physical. Right. Will I get it? Yeah. Alexa, stop. I feel like you didn't have much love for the album when I mentioned it there. See, I remember, maybe it's because I associated with a weird time. She was one of the first people to like, be like, actually, I know it's a big pandemic, I'm going to release the album. Yeah. So maybe that's why I've mixed feelings. I think there's so many bops on it. And I'm not the biggest Jewish stan. But you I, are. As in like, as a person, like I wouldn't think she's like, okay. at the moment I'm not like, oh my God, I'm lo- she's not Ariana Grande for yeah. me, you know what I mean? But she has bops. Is she more bottom energy or more top energy, do I? Bottom. Or is she verse? Verse, I think. She's more verse, I think. I do like her music. I'm not like anti-Jua, you know what I mean? I just feel, I haven't connected to her. See, the thing is, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't feel an attachment to her. It's because she's one of those singers and like celebrities who we haven't gotten to know or who doesn't allow herself... To be Let your really wall open to the public, exactly that. You know what I mean? So I'm like, there's no emotional ties there for me, which no. I want. No, her fellas are right. Who's she writing? I don't know, he's just hot. Is he model? I think so. I just love when Wendy Williams calls a doula peep. Doula la peep. <laughs> she goes, What do we all think about doula peep? <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Like, imagine being the host of a show. And coming on and going, not even knowing the name of the person you're discussing. That's going to be me, babe. That's going to be you. You're going to be a, a John Travolta, Wendy Williams, Adela Dazim, Dula Peep. I'm going to be a meme. You're going to be a meme and I can't wait. And it's no shade. I'm just shit with names. In that scenario, if it's live, do I correct you or would that yeah. be rude? You go, PJ, what are you doing? You're not going to go, sorry, girl, oh, yeah. I'm really bad with names. Yeah, and as well, if the teleprompter's going a bit quick, you might be in for it. And as well, like, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop and I'll go, can we just do that again? Because I messed up their name. Oh, yeah, but if it's live, I said. Oh, I won't do live. Also, <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, also, I do love uh, Dua Lipa's hair. Which one? The, oh, does she have different hair? She changes up the two. I like the, I like the uh, bleached I like the bleached the front. The bits, bleached curtains. Yeah, yeah. And also, I like new rules and I love the aesthetic for that. You know, the music video. Yeah. That is her, isn't it? Well, that's very, like, old. It's old, but I remember, like, you know, all the girls. Yeah. Talking in my sleep and all in the dressing rooms. Also, shout out to my girl, Molly, 
who um, performed that number at the EMAs. Oh, yeah. we stand Molly. She's a podcast stand as well. We love Molly Griggs. So, girlies, we're talking about sports this week, but we're making it queer. As you know, we're both huge um, sporting aficionados. Go team. We love the sports. Go boys. Woo-woo. I love boys playing sports. Mm-hmm. I love girls playing sports. I love girls playing sports. Love gender non-binaries playing sports. Love it. There is definitely like a sliding scale of sports. Of like what's entertaining. Of what's gay and what's not. Yes. Let's talk about the gay sports. So, oh, the gay sports first. Mm-hmm. Badminton. Badminton Shuttlecock. is... <laughs> Badminton is peak gay sports. Badminton is the sport at school that the gays played and they loved it because I feel like the hetero lads weren't expecting it. They yeah. weren't expecting us to be good at it because involved in racket, there's still some amount of like skill involved. You need grace and patience. It's grace and, and patience. And the heroes don't have it. And they don't have enough of it. Show me a badminton player that isn't queer. <laughs> Is there such thing? <laughs> also, watching figure skating growing up made me gay. Really? Honestly, I remember just being awestruck by the figure skaters. But as well, like... It's the craziest thing ever. I wouldn't you know be able I mean? for it. I couldn't when they're doing all the flippy bits. I saw Itania and I was living. Oh, I never watched that. I must watch that. You know I love Margot Robbie. And I just love all the um, outfits. The accoutrement. The embellishments. Stunning. Very disco dancer energy. Very disco dancer, but make it a nice. Disco dancer, but make it slippy and dangerous. <laughs> also... A one that you mightn't think is inherently gay, but actually is. It's very queer. Wrestling. Oh, yeah. I feel like wrestling's gay. It's so hot. It's so... That was the only thing. I used to hate when my brother would get the remote before me on a Saturday morning and try on wrestling. And I'd be like, oh. And I know you were obsessed with the female wrestlers. Yeah, Trish Stratus, Stacey Keebler. I remember Triple H. Oh, my God. Triple H, yeah. Spit in my face. Who did I like? I was never... I never thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was hot. But I did like when he spat the bear in the air. Wrestler Rock... Wasn't that into... What's Wrestler Rock? The Rock when he was a wrestler. Oh! People forget that Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler. No, they don't. But people call him The Rock. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking, Tal? I had the PlayStation games. Did we ever figure out what he was cooking? <laughs> Scathing expose to follow. Scathing expose and what The Rock was cooking what to follow. What was he cooking? But did he do a... a I want to say like a pelvic thrust with it? Was that Stone Cold? Was that, that was Triple X, was it? Triple H, I think. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Also, Scotty Too Honey. Scotty Too... He was Too Honey. He was a bit reckless. He was Too Honey. I I told you before, my mum let me spend all my communion money on wrestlers, right? Yeah. Um, and I used to make him kiss. I love that. <laughs> Those kids who were like, John, I play wrestling. No, I don't want to hurt myself. No. You're weird. Like, also, you want to get hurt. like, just kiss me if you want to touch me that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, if you want to grapple me to the floor, you're just hugging me, like. What else is a gay sport? What, do you know what's a really hetero sport? What? Bowling. Bowling? Or bowling? No, bowling. Bowls. Bowls. What's it called? On the road. Bowls. Cars Pitank, as we say on Francais. <laughs> it actually is. Why didn't they just call it pitank? That's, well, that's gay then. That makes it gay. That makes it gay. Bowls, but make it pitank. <laughs> When I leave my sister Elaine's gap, they're always playing it on her street. What? And I'm that always... sounds very French. Oh no, like, they always play it out the back roads in Ireland. They don't. Are we talking about the same game? Yeah, well you, you throw it, you kind of need to lob the ball so it's near the other one. Yeah, bowling. 
bowls. It's such a thing you play in the back roads in, in Ireland. We Ireland's. never played in, in I never played place. either, but I had to walk past all the old men and they're like, fuck it. <laughs> Darts. Another hetero one. That couldn't be more hetero. That's actually too hetero. Also, why do people debate if dance is a sport or not when <laughs> darts is considered a sport? Like, do you ever see the people who play darts? I think it's so funny because they just be like down in points and playing the darts. You can't be considered a sport when your langers playing it. The only reason I like to watch the darts the odd time when my brother and my dad was watching it was because I used to... Be into the old men. <laughs> no, like adding up the numbers before I they announced it. You were well, going to say you love the maths element. Then why didn't you say that instead of saying loving the old man? You eat it. <laughs> You're such a nerd. I love it. No, but that was the only way I could get enjoyment out of it. I didn't like to watch darts because of that. Did you call them out before the instructor? I used to try, but they were actually very <laughs> quick at it, weren't they? But yeah, I know we spoke before about like our childhood in sport and like mm-hmm. watching sports with our dads and you playing sport with your dad as the coach yeah. and stuff like this. What other bits in our childhood was pure like, oh, I'm definitely the queer in this situation in sports? I remember, it's weird, because I used to get by because I used to play football, and for some reason, that's like the only sport that's played in Irish primary schools and secondary yeah. schools most of the time. A lot of the time, you just say to the teacher, can we play football? And they just play it. And logic. You know what I mean? So, and because I was kind of semi-good at it, I used to get by on it, but I remember... It was so weird because that was like the only time when, you know, when they were like picking teams and mm-hmm. obviously like, God bless us, all like the kind of, I want to say other kids or the queer kids mm-hmm. were always last to be picked. Yeah. Um, it was the one time where I was like, where I was like, oh, I'm not in that category anymore. So it was kind of weird for me. And I was okay. like, and I always felt sorry for like the queer kids. Bye girls. <laughs> me. Oh, girlies, look who got picked. Look who got picked first. <laughs> Bye, Padraig. <laughs> girls, Tyra has my photo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you don't have to do the lip sync. But like, so I used to get enjoyment from it because I remember it was a way, I know it sounds so shit, but back then for me when I wasn't comfortable, yeah. was like, I asserted my masculinity by mm-hmm. being like, oh, well actually I was picked third in PE, so oh yeah. my God, I must be doing something right. Which is obviously like toxic. Oh, toxic Like thinking, talk, you know yeah. what I mean? The way that empowered you, like yeah. it emasculated me yeah, because I was like, just getting nutmegged all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really tall. Like my leg, there's a big gap between my legs. Yeah, it's it's been, easy to not make. You've a deep plie, babe. Yeah, and you've a wide second. And isn't there? There's nothing more embarrassing than getting nutmeg lads. And getting megs. And everyone go, hey, and you got megs. Do they have to shout megs? I'm like, no. That's just salt in the wound when they shout megs. Now, one thing I was always picked last for. Definitely, without a doubt, was rugby. People might say that like soccer is actually kind of full on and like kind of rough. Yeah. It's not really. Rugby is a game for wild boars. <laughs> it is. You heard it here first. I don't know how they do it. And I remember it used to be so kind of, I don't know, like I was just like transfixed on the lads who were good at rugby because I used to think I never once I don't think ever in the days when we used to be made play rugby. In later days, I actually had to get a sick uh, note for it. But I don't think I ever once successfully tackled anyone. They wouldn't leave us play rugby in the man. Really? Yeah. It's too rough. Too rough, yeah. <gasps> Isn't that awful? But I, I obviously was a part of a team and yeah. I struggled to tackle anyone as well. I just don't get it. Like, why would you, I used to always just think, and even like that gum shield, that was doing nothing to support these big teeth. You know what I mean? One tap against these and they were gone. I used to love the gum shield. I remember when I first had to set the gum shield in my mouth being weak because I was like, there's an element of dare I say drag there you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I'm just kind of like putting it on and I remember being like oh but then I remember 
being shocking. I always remember the fear when I found out that if you play rugby, you can get cauliflower ears. You know, when this oh, your yeah. ears get smushed in the scrum. And you stuff. got it, did you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rudest thing ever. Oh, I thought you had it. Shut up. Anyway, I used to be up to 90, but then I didn't want to strap them down, like, because I was yeah. already, like, trying not to stick out, like, as the queer one, you yeah. know? Although I was picked last for the rugby. Tag rugby is a gay man's sport. I know. It's all about the twist of the hips and the, the and the sliding and the dodging and the dipping and diving. It's just for fast people. It's just for fast people and the gays who were allergic to getting tackled. This is me and Kevin's opinion. Obviously, some gay people have been like, <laughs> what are these mugs doing dragging the community down? But that's the thing. But there's so many like uh, gay men's rugby teams as yeah. well. And they're mad for it. And I love the idea of it. There's a load of rider bags doing the gay rugby. <laughs> And I'm, I'm following a few of them. Ashamedly, I am. And I'm, I'm just doing it for the rugby content. But I used to thrive because as well, that's the thing. From the dancing in the day, I had the quick hips. Okay. I had my jazz round de jambe. I had my chenets. That's all. <laughs> now, it all stems from the core, obviously. But it meant I could do a quick turn. I remember when we had uh, Mr. Callum for PE. Because she was the one as well who was like, right lads, we're not just doing fucking football every week. We need to try the other modules. Love it. Well, the teachers She brought in gymnastics. <laughs> she did a gymnastics module and oh. the gays were in their element. We we breathed a sigh of relief. But anyway, I remember, because I had done dancing, but it wasn't really... Wait. Known. Did you do dancing? <laughs> I don't think people know on the podcast that you do dancing. <laughs> but... But I remember being kind of half mortified because what we were learning was all the basics. It was forward, roll, cartwheel and all yeah. that. And I didn't... <laughs> you want... <laughs> can we pick the speed up? Sorry, Rosie. Can we, can we get this together? But I was literally like, what I had to do was, because we did, I don't know, like four weeks of the module and the last week, we all had to do like a solo routine. What? And I, I heard the word routine and my ears pricked <gasps> up. But I remember... Again, because I was probably mortified and ashamed yeah. for some stupid reason, because it was drilled into me from an early age. But I remember you didn't holding back. You didn't. I remember holding back. I remember not pointing my feet on purpose. Like Babe. I've been pointing my feet since before I was dancing, <sighs> and I just you know what? I wish I could go back and do if you know the way people are like, oh, do you have any regrets? And I <laughs> tend to not live my life with regrets because I think you know what? Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> One of my regrets is if I could go back and repeat my second year gymnastics module, I would fucking serve it. <laughs> and I would just, you know what, I would, I would just bring it. You would live? I wish I could go back and live. That's my only regret. But I do understand, though, why queer people feel uncomfortable in sports, because it is this, like, um, big hetero environment. Mm-hmm. It's really like, there's this, like, really, like, toxic masculinity associated with it. Mm-hmm. So I do understand why there are a lot of sports teams just dedicated to LGBTQ plus yeah. people like you used to play for a gay sports team in London right? so that's the thing before the pandemic when I was playing with Stonewall I remember like I stopped playing um, football when I was like 17 18 mm-hmm. like back home and I said it was because of the leaving cert like I told my dad that I couldn't commit to it or whatever mm-hmm. like I didn't want to be like oh I'm allergic but it, it kind of got to a point as well where I used to dread it so much. I used to dread being in the changing rooms. Oh. I used to like dread being in the car journeys with them. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily that everyone was like mean to me or like a prick. It was just the fact that I just felt... You'd be panicking. Yeah, and I felt a bit out of place. You know what yeah. I mean? I was the same with the rugby team. Exactly. And so like then when I came back over here and I was like, saw that there was a gay football team, I was like, actually, let me just give that a bash. And I remember it was just 
first of all, it was just so nice to be starting something new, meeting a load of new people without having to worry about my sexuality. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think, and I was already, I remember just immediately being obsessed with it. I, I remember buzzing that night, and as well, I was just being surrounded by people who were the same as me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But we were speaking about this the other day. Do we think having queer sports teams like segregated from like regular sports teams yeah. is a good thing? Because obviously we're like removing ourselves from regular sports teams. You know what I mean? Um, I think ultimately, like it is a good idea. If it makes people feel more comfortable, if it makes people feel more at ease and like just being surrounded by like, like-minded people, it's mm-hmm. great. Like, but even over here, like our friend Katie, her boyfriend Kyle, she was saying that there's actually gay fellas playing on yeah. his uh, GAA team, mm. which I think is lovely. So it's like, it's not as if we're doing it completely to segregate exactly. it, but it's just to give people the option of, like, that is there, and it's like something that you won't need to worry about your sexuality, you're just bonding over your love of the sport, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it just creates a safe space for people. Mm-hmm. Like, for someone like me especially, who, like, I would be very anxious in any sport. Yeah. Um, because cause of the, like, hyper-masculinity around it. Yeah. If I could go in there and I could just completely be myself and be like, oh, girl, I don't have a clue what's going on here, yeah. you're going to have to help me, I would just be way more eager to do it. Like, completely. And I you think that's what, I mean? what it is. It's just, like... Having people be more comfortable. So it is just a safe space. Because I did. I was thinking that during the week. Because like, you could be like, oh, we're actually removing ourselves and like separating it. But like, we're free to move around. Like, they, like any, a straight person can come play, play for a queer team. Completely, and a queer person yeah. Can, like, it's all fluid. But if you look at, I suppose, if we're looking, if we take like soccer, for example, right? If we take a look like things over here. Like, I'm only aware of it now because it was actually the 30 year anniversary of it, of um, player Justin... Fashnu, who mm. played Premier League, he played with was in Nottingham Forest, and he came out in nineteen ninety and was the first um player in the Premier League to ever come out, and be openly gay, and but like since then that was three decades ago. There's still nobody like in the top uh tiers of like uh football over here. No one's come out, you know. Yeah. Um, was playing the game. I think there have been players afterwards, who've retired yeah. and retired afterwards. But like that's one of the things I think people would feel so much more comfortable being queer and um, being open with their sexuality in sports if there was more representation in it. Exactly, and as well, but it's because uh, Justin of committing suicide, like um, yeah. because of all the ridicule he got back in the day. But that was like back when. What, what year was that? They, I think he committed suicide in 1998. Yeah, which is terrible. Obviously. But as well, so he was actually black as well. And I remember there was a black British newspaper, The Voice, but they actually like directed a load of like homophobia like oh, towards okay. him. And so obviously, like it had a really tragic ending. But I do think moments like that, which were monumental, like to this like how stuff, brave was he back then? Hugely like, brave. Sorry, no, but that's like one of the bravest things I've ever heard. So I think like one of the main barriers to people being open in sports when you're playing at that level mm. is like the fear of homophobia. You know yeah. what I mean? We already know like racism is fucking huge in sports. Yeah, which you know is I mean? fucking disgusting, especially in like football and stuff. And obviously, people are like doing campaigns and stuff, but still statistically there should be more gay men you know what i mean there is. Like statistics alone so we're doing this thing in work called ball for all which is like um trying to combat the fact that nobody uh, feels like they can come out in the premier league mm-hmm. right and we were asking like lo- have doing loads of interviews with different people and everyone was saying like they know people professional football players are. that are actually gay yeah but they're, they just don't come out like, like i can't come out because they'll get so much ridicule on on the pitch and isn't that so oh, sad fun. it's so sad and i just feel like 
but wouldn't it make it would just make such a difference for young people who are growing up who are watching and stuff just to be like imagine if like you were a young queer kid or whatever mm-hmm. just to look and see yourself reflected like someone who's really successful great at the sport and to see them and for them to be living their truth and yeah. being openly I would love that you know what and I mean what, try, what they're trying to do with the ball thing they partner with just like us you know like gay charity yeah. um, and they're going into schools like secondary schools over here um, and doing like these courses about like they're putting like Cristiano Ronaldo on the wall being like what do you think of this player and then they'd be like now what would you do if he came out and then they discuss it in the class and debate oh, it love that. which I think is so important for kids at a young age yeah, you know completely. what I mean now if Cristiano Ronaldo came out I mean I mean I'd be flying to Portugal I mean I mean I mean (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean I just think he's handsome he is I remember my brother because he was like a huge Man United fan he'd um, a Manchester uh, United calendar and there was Ronaldo plastered across it also remember remember when Cristiano Ronaldo released the um, he did all the clothing and stuff I just I always remember him being like semi naked. Always oh, semi naked, and it was that kind of spaghetti twirl at the front yeah. of his head. That was that. He was queer baiting before we knew what it oh, was. Oh, they made up the term metrosexual about him. Was it? Yeah, we need to get onto that term in another act. <laughs> On that, do you remember the excitement and the elation in school for us as gay lads? Actually, I'm not sure. Did you have it up the north side? But when what? what? Well, you don't know what to ask, so yeah, you might have like, had it. We surely did. But when the sexy fellas from Samba Soccer oh, came in yeah. to do of the course demos, we had that in the oh, north did you have it? Side. But I was just saying maybe like because you don't know they where the go up the north no because I was saying you don't know where the summer camps are based. Okay, we yeah. had one near Douglas, so that's why oh, we had okay. one. But I remember them coming in, and I remember just being so giddy because they came in for about I say three years like yeah. regularly. And I remember just being like, they're the sexiest. They just used to get these gorgeous they Brazilian right. men come over. And as well, they used to always do, you know, the fun flip and they used to fling the ball. Stunning. And I remember just hoping he'd fucking hit me in the face with it. <laughs> I remember nearly running in front of it and being like, get me with the missile. <laughs> but they were just go- like, I mean, that made me do Samba soccer. <laughs> like, I had no interest in playing soccer in the summer. Samba soccer skates. knew what they were doing, girlies. They knew what they were doing. They were queer baiting. The they were queer baiting before we knew what it was. <laughs> Okay, girlies, all other sports aside, we need to talk about our Irish sports that we never talk about on the no. podcast. The GAA. The GAA, the GA. The GA, Gaelic Association. Gaelic Association. Uh, it's so bad, we don't even know what, what it means. Is it? What is it? Gaelic Athletics Association? Will I Google? Oh, that's so annoying. Gaelic Athletic Association. The Gaelic Athletic Association. We love it. We love to see it. So, do you want to just do a quick blurb for our international girlies who are listening who don't have a clue what the GA is? Basically, it's Ireland's largest sporting organisation, right? The whole country is mad for it. They're obsessed. Like, it's almost too much. It's almost too much and it's just... It's a community sport in that, like, every other parish in Ireland will have... uh, a Gaelic football team in hurling or whatever. Yeah, so there's two sports within mm-hmm. GAA. There's hurling, which you might have seen it before. It's when everyone would be running around with the twigs and they'd be smacking <laughs> each other with it and then they'd be hitting this ball thing that we call a slither. I could never really play the hurling. I wasn't great at it. The thing that got me was the slither was a bit hard. The slither was a bit hard. It's a slap off your hand. But then when we were in primary school, they used to give us our hurlies. So it's like a long stick with a boss on the end. I know what they're called. But that, it was plastic. The boss was plastic. 
in primary oh, we school. We never got those. So it didn't hurt as much when they hit you. Oh, really? But then obviously they upgrade you to the, to the wooden ones in sixth class With and we'd be killing each other. What's the splice? The splice was the metal bit at the end that was called a splice. Oh, I like the, the sex harness at the end. <laughs> I remember because, you know, like Cork would be known as one of the counties that are it's so funny that we're even saying One the Rebels! They're good for the... Where the are Rebels, girlies. Good? Are they still good at it? I don't know. Well, they were back in the day because I remember every other year there'd be the Cork team coming into the school with the cup. And we used to be loving it to get a day them. off. You get a day off, they'd be like, oh, and tell your teachers no homework in a half day and we'd be like, woo! Sean Oak And he could spit in my mouth. Oh my God. Sean Oak. He was. made me gay. Like when he used to come into the primary school, like Sean Oak is a famous hurler and cock girlies. If you don't know, you need to know. You need to know him. And he was a vision. He was so handsome, wasn't he? And the way he spoke, it was just so like. I, I wanted to play hurling just so I could ask him to show me how to hold the hurling. Oh, I remember. From like, behind. I didn't play hurling. <laughs> I didn't play hurling at all. And I went out when I knew they were coming in with the cup. I went out to buy a slitter just so I could go up next to him and fucking sniff him and say, Sign my slitter. Hiya, can you sign my slitter <laughs> and rub it off your balls? What? <laughs> Also, I think as well, of all the sporting attire, the Gaelic football jersey, there's just something about it. A gay man designed the Gaelic football and hurling hurling jerseys. They're bathing around them. That's the thing. They all have them. It's the perfect perfect, um, fit. Perfect fit. So we're going off track, right? So (laughs) hurling's the one with the sticks. And the sitter, you take the points and the goals will follow. Yeah. Then Gaelic is like soccer, but you can pick it up and bounce it off the floor. Yeah. It's like a soccer basketball hybrid. That's what it is. With a little bit of. Bit of rugby because it's so fucking rough. Want to say a bit of rugby? It's like the thing is, you're allowed push and shove in contact, and that's another reason why I didn't like it. Because don't be shoving me out of the way when I'm running. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or don't be trying to hook me with a hurley. Like, let me go on my run. You know what I mean? So that was one of the reasons I wasn't too fond of it. But it was set up years ago. Um, I want to say like 1800, late 1800s, 1900s. Really? Probably, yeah. Would it have been? I knew they were using like animal skin as the ball and shit yeah. and all that crap. You learn about it in school, but Should sure. we Google it? Nah. Anyway, it was ages ago. What it is, is something that's just so intrinsically Irish. Irish basically. is so Irish. You know what I mean? But there is like this weird thing because it is... It's so Irish and very much in the small towns of Ireland, it's really big. So like where mm-hmm. I grew up in Cork, like in Planning Street was by the city. Yeah. We weren't that mad into our hurling and gas. Oh, really? Well, the pear shakes was near me. Yeah. Maybe they were mad, but I just distanced myself from <laughs> it. But like it's, it's like the be all and end all in your small towns, like Completely. Middleton and all this stuff. Yeah. Like they'd, every Tom, Dick and Harry would be sponsoring the GAA. Yeah. Like there'd be huge uh, commotion around the time of the All-Ireland Finals and stuff. Like I went up to an All-Ireland Final before and I remember it was a great atmosphere I just remember all the dads drinking cans on the train and us having loads of crisps (laughs) that's what it was that's what it was (laughs) it's just a load of cans and crisps cans and crisps (laughs) that's all it is but like I would just like it is just incredibly Irish and I do like it's so weird because sometimes I'll be in Stratford and there must be some kind of there is there's there's a thing around here but I remember seeing lads inside Morrison's with two Harleys and being like Oh fuck it, that's great. Even though yeah. I was never into it. Or I remember, do you remember the lads on holidays who would bring the Harleys on holidays? That was a queer bathing. Yeah. And like, but you, I just used to imagine being over in a foreign country and on the beach and two lads like playing football or hurling or two girls playing the camogie. Oh, that's another thing. So with girls, the hurling is actually called camogie. Why? 
I don't know. That's the only thing. It's a bit like. And Gurley is listening. There is actually Gurley's playing Camogie in um, Stratford who listened to the podcast. Really? I bumped into him one day on the way to the gym. Screaming. And they all come back. I was like, look at you with the Camogie. I love that. My friend Fiona Toomey is mad for the Camogie. The one thing I don't understand in Camogie that, like, obviously in Harlan they wear those gorgy short shorts, you know. Yeah. Which I'm sorry now. Really gay. Really gay. Like they're the shortest shorts I've ever seen. So hot. But so hot. Uh, but the girls have to wear skirts. Do so they? They're shorts with like a bit of fabric over the front. Which, hey, I know what a skirt is. Well, I want one, but like, <laughs> like I like. Why do they have to wear skirts? Just as they're girls. Do they have to? I don't know. Do they have to do it anymore? But that's what they used to have to wear. Really? Now give me a skirt and a large. But like. <laughs> I don't know why they would like surely they would want to be able to choose where would they want also I'd love if the lads wore skorts imagine the lads wearing the skorts that would be so hot wouldn't it obviously the GA has been around for years Mm -hmm. it's like a stronghold of Irish culture and all things Irish and though other sports have like progressed with the times and now have LGBTQ inclusive clubs like with rugby with soccer with everything the GAA, um, up until now, has been falling short. Yeah. There are no gay players in the GAA, which I do stand. Yeah, there's the fella, is it uh, Don Logue? Don Logue, early. And I know there was loads of scandals when you came out, you were getting the height of abuse, but how brave of you, and you're paving the way for all the girlies. Very brave. And this year also saw the formation of Nigel Erica, and we're going to jump on a call with one of the co-founding members. BRB. Okay, so this week we're chatting to the lovely Luke Nolan, who is one of the co-founders of Nigel Erica, Woo! Ireland's first LGBTQ plus inclusive GAA club. Stunning. Hey, Luke, how are things? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, not at all. Our pleasure. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming on. We're we. <laughs> thanks very much. It's great to have to be a part of this. I have been a listener since season two, so really, oh, we love yeah. to see it. So, tell us a bit about the team. How did the idea come about? Okay, so uh, we came up with the idea for the team in August. We were sitting around in lockdown, myself and a few of my friends, and we were just tweeting about um, how we wish there was something like this. Mm-hmm. And then we had a look around to see if there was anything like this in Ireland, particularly for GAA. We found out there wasn't really anything, so we decided why not set one up ourselves. Um, we more so started out, we thought it was going to be, okay, we'll be able to organise something and have a bit of a poke around or whatever, and then the idea kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. And we sent out a tweet that said, would anyone be interested in this? It got, it went fairly, I would say fairly viral as far as Irish Twitter goes. Yes, viral. Yes, viral. And... Um, <laughs> From there, pretty much everything kind of kicked off. Uh, we had people reach out to us from different organizations around, and then everything kind of started growing and spiraling from there almost. That's amazing. So, like, it, it's obvious that there was such a need for it, and no one was just answering that need. Would you think that, like, why do you think it took up until now to, like, for people to be like, okay, let's make, make a team that's LGBTQ plus inclusive? I mean, I think the, with the GAA in particular, the GAA is seen as something that's very, you play for your local parish club, it's very community driven, it's very, it's seen as a very kind of societal structure in Ireland, I think. Mm-hmm. And that like, it's a thing where like the entire community get involved and uh, there's such support and passion behind it that I think it was, I think people felt uncomfortable with kind of tackling that idea of it almost because mm-hmm. there is LGBTQ teams for different sports so we have I'm, in Dublin I know for example it's the Emerald Warriors for rugby and the Dublin Devils for uh, soccer so it's just there just wasn't GA. so we said um, that well why not create it if it's if it's not there if we create it people will come 
That's amazing. Because yeah, like stunning. even thinking back on my times like in summer camps and stuff that we were on about a while ago is like I think the main reason why I didn't enjoy like playing hurling and stuff in those summer camps is because I was terrified of being like the only gay fan on the team. There was research done actually really recently by the GAA and they were saying that there's a massive drop-off rate, uh, particularly in men's sports between like the ages of say 16 and 20. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very similar reasons like that when people are kind of figuring out who they are and then they fall into these things and they're like, oh, well, this doesn't feel like me. This doesn't feel like a place where I belong. So they drop out. Whereas um, for queer women, for example, there's still kind of this, there's a higher uh, rate of playership after okay. that point as well. So there That's isn't the same drop off. So for men in particular, there seems to be this, um, this frontier almost of okay. how GA is viewed. Okay, fab. Um, so what's the response been like since you set up? Because obviously you said you went viral and obviously we're still in a lockdown kind of situation. So you probably haven't been up and playing yet. I know you're just kind of still getting everything yeah. sorted. But what has the reaction been like? The response has been honestly really amazing. So we've been interviewed now at this stage on national radio in Ireland. We've been had articles in newspapers. Um, we've been featured um, on a lot of Irish Irish language media. Has been really really good to us, um, north yeah. and south of the border, which has been great. Amazing. Um, we've had a lot of companies come out to reach with us, um, talking about sponsorship. We've had people from all over Ireland of all different ages and all different skill sets asking to get involved and start training with us and come and like, become part of that community. So like, it's really been really, really successful as far as it's gone so far. We've had we've a lot of support, which has been great. Brilliant. Stunning. Now, because you have had so much support, are you going to be picky with the players and be like, <laughs> sorry, you're not good enough or are you just going to let everyone play? We're letting everyone play so far. So what we're doing, what we're hoping to do is we're going to um, have different groups set up based on skill sets. Okay. So we'll have, we have, for, so we've got people who have never picked up a hurl in their life and then we've got people who've been playing for years and are looking just for kind of the more of the community aspect of it and that kind of thing yeah. so there's there's a whole different skill set so we want to keep we want to make something that everyone's going to enjoy so mm-hmm. the hope is to kind of make it inclusive make everyone come and then just build levels accordingly Stunning. I love that. I just want to be part of it because I'd love to have the kit and I'd love to be going to the socials afterwards. Imagine rocking up to the George in your gag case. And as well because those shorts have become like a fashion staple mm-hmm. now because normal people like everyone's wanting the GA shorts. All the gays are wearing the GA shorts. Is that the real reason he wanted to start it? Because all the gays already had the shorts. <laughs> Yeah, we, start, we actually secretly started this because um, in lockdown in Ireland, GAA teams could still meet up and play and train and stuff. <laughs> oh, handy. You did give us a sneak peek of the case. Have you haven't seen it? I it's haven't a seen stunning. it. It's not show me, basically. No, it's an exclusive. It is stunning. It's gorgeous. Are you allowed to give any deets away about the case? Um, I mean, they're black, white and hot pink. I'll send you on a picture. Hot oh. pink. <laughs> stunning. That's the thing. Like, the, I just love the idea of the gay team as well. On an aesthetic level? Yeah. Honestly, it's like, a, like go all out or go home. There's no point in like <laughs> half hours to get it for going to, if we're going to do this, we're going to be the best looking club in the country. Love I it. love it. But what I love as well is you're open to everyone. So like, even if you're not uh, a part of the LGBT plus community, you can join as like an ally, right? Exactly. We've been very, very lucky as well. And we've, from, that was our idea from the very setup. And even one of our founding committee, Kiva, is a straight woman. Yeah. So we've kind of, it's always been something that we've had kind of in mind that we want to make this like really, really inclusive for everyone who wants to be involved. So, it can men and women play on the team? The way we're working it right now is because if you want to play competitively, the GAA is gendered and so it is binary. So only men and women's teams okay. can play. 
However, if we play social games, which is what we're planning on starting out with, anyone can play on whichever group that they want to, whichever group they want to, or we can play co-ed. So that kind of gives us a bit of room then as well for um, gender non-conforming people and then trans people as well. They can kind of play for the team that they feel comfortable playing. That's incredible, like. Stunning. What are your hopes for the future for the team? Um, Out and actually training would be lovely. (laughs) Actually leave the house, go more than five kilometers away from home. That would be amazing. Um, What we like to see, I think, is we want to see uh, a team we want to first of all get the social club up and running which would be great um, being yeah. able to play a few matches we would like we're registering ourselves as a GAA club so the hope is we're going to get competitive Woo! Mm-hmm. which would be great so we'd love to be able to do that at that stage and then also because of kind of the nature of the club we'd be able to like to do things more nationally um, so for example when we first started doing this we were started the paperwork and we were uh, start advertising that we were going to do this. We had people from all over the country reaching out. And I think especially because uh, everyone that's in the founding committee really is Dublin-based. So we don't want to make this something that um, only people in Dublin can access because there's queer mm-hmm. people all over the country. Yes. We want, yeah, we want Oshin from Tralee, if he wants to be involved, to feel like he can come up and get involved with us. So we'd like to be able to do things on a more national level as well eventually. Yeah, amazing. Luke, you're such a pet. That also is so lovely. Um, so if someone wants to get involved, like what's the best way for a queer person or queer ally to get involved? So there are a few ways you can get involved, actually. Uh, so <laughs> for any actual um, like inquiries regarding media or businesses or anything, if you want to do anything along those lines, we have an email address. That's dublinlgbtqgaa at gmail.com. That was professional. Uh, He's used to the radio interviews, girlies. professional. She's tried and she's tested it. You're better than me. I need to, I need to work <laughs> on my dictionary. How else can you yeah. get involved? Uh, so we have a Twitter that is at Gales Rainbow. Uh, we're on Instagram mm-hmm. at Rainbow Gales. And I think we're on Facebook as well at the Rainbow Gales. But your best bet for reaching us is definitely Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, Stunning. brilliant. Just finally, for those who are listening at home and don't actually know what Nigel Erica means, because I know we have a lot of um, followers and listeners across the Atlantic. <laughs> what does it translate to? So directly translating, it would be the gay gales or the queer gales. Um, In English, we use the translation, the rainbow gales. I love it. Honestly, Luke, thanks so much for chatting to us. It's an absolute pleasure. And we wish you nothing but success. I know it's going to be a scream. I can't wait to go back to Ireland. And if you're playing a match or even a training session, I'm definitely going to arrive on, even if I'm just water boy. Or you have a few gin and tonics on the side. We're going to have to go. Yeah, a few gin and tonics on the side, a couple of vodka sodas. I love it. Water break. We'll be be the cheerleaders. Cheerleaders? Or I'll go on goal. Yes. Okay, yeah, we'll put PJ on goal. PJ's tall. Yeah. If it's Gaelic football, I'll do it. I just kind of scared the hurling. Bad. You, I'm sure you'd be grand. Like it's got a helmet. You're fine. Oh, there's a helmet. I'm grand. Okay. okay. Anyway, thanks so much for coming on. You're the best. Thanks so much, Luke. Bye. 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 One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh my God, isn't that lovely? So lovely. Like, I'm sorry, no, we're definitely going to play in a match, right? We're going to have to go back or even just be there for the social aspect. I know, I'd love to play a match, but I want a few diamantes on my kit. Do you think they'd send us over a kit? <gasps> Girls, if you do, I'm a medium in the top. Girls, we're putting it on the page. You'll get a load of free publicity. <laughs> we'll put it on the Instagram, girlies. Just send us a kit. And I love the fact that trans people can play, mm-hmm. gender non-binary people can play. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's welcome. And it's yeah. just such a safe space. I love that. It's, it's so stunning. It's really a sign of a progressive Ireland. Exactly. Nice. And I know now the GAA still, when it comes to the sporting aspect, of it I think it's still uh, they play to a gender binary yeah so but the fact that people can go and be part of a team I love it baby steps like anyway we love to see it so well done girlies we love to see it girlies was your mum into any sports she did some disco dancing did she yeah I never knew your mum was a disco dancer my mum done the disco dancing back in the day my mum was fab at the hockey what yeah I say she was pure beast my mum that leads us nicely, Kevin, into Mam Knows Best. Go for it. Come on, Nils. My question today is the best way to deal with a stroppy teen girly before we mangle each other. Well, dear listener, firstly, let me say you are not alone with this situation. At the moment, mainly because of lockdown, etc., you and your teenage daughter are going through this together which is difficult because there are so many things and so many restrictions on what ye can and cannot do and where ye can and cannot go. Plan your day and your week ahead. Do things together like chores and do things for yourselves, thus giving each other space. Do try and have fun times together and do learn to listen to each other and please God, it won't be for long more. And you will be surprised to know you can become friends and closer. And do remember, you are not alone in this. Bless you. Oh, oh Jesus, I would be allergic to be living with a teenager in lockdown. Really, yeah. I say it's just, it'd be a tough old scenario, wouldn't it? But I say she's probably just always on her phone. Who? And she's like, the, the, the strappy teen. I know, teens can be strappy. With the hood up. <laughs> Anyway, you'll be grand girly. They'll boys. be old soon and you'll be friends. Yeah, you'll be friends. Right, this is my man. Hi everyone, my question this week is how to cope with being bed bound after surgery. So um, I have this a couple of weeks, so I'm hoping that you might even be up and about by now. But look, sure, if not, um, there is much you can do really in the bed apart from the usual uh, you know, watch TV, read a book, your magazines, do some puzzles. But I suppose, you know, if you had the use of your hands, maybe some knitting or crochet, because it can pass hours, really, and you get great satisfaction out of it. But um, even if it's something as simple as planning your lunch and dinner for the following day, you know, it's something to look forward to. Obviously, you won't be doing the cooking, but... um. 
nevertheless, it's kind of important too to focus the mind. Now, you might not be able for any of the above. You know, you might be feeling quite weak and fatigued. So I'd say in that case, rest away and get your get your sleep and that and maybe listen to some lovely music. But um, it ain't easy. And I remember I was early 20s. I had an accident, ended up in hospital for about four months. And I was bed bound, but I had great support around me. Um, yeah, all my buddies used to come up and down and, you know, they'd wash my hair and pamper me and uh, they'd be baking cakes and what have you. So I had a great circle of friends and there was a girl who worked in the hospital. She was super. Uh, she came up and down a few times a day. But in the absence of that, you know, with you and the, the COVID and all that, um, it's it's a tough one, but you'll get there. Um, the only solace I take out of that is that, yeah, you may be bed bound at the moment, but really, who's going anywhere at the moment with the pandemic? No one. So, um, you can leave yourself smile for that one. Well, I would anyway. But um, look, it won't be long before you're up and about. But get your your recuperating done and your resting done, and it'll all work out. Okay. Good luck. Did you know my mum was knocked down? I never knew yeah. your mum got knocked down. Got knocked down. Got back up again. Down there. By the Maradike. Is it down by Victoria Who Cross? knocked Phil down and I'll go bathe the shit out of him. Who actually did knock her down? Was it a hit and run? I'm not sure. I don't want to say it was in case it wasn't. But um, broke her femur. Yeah. Oh! Mm-hmm. That's why she had so much difficulty with the knee that time because oh. she broke the femur previously, so her femur was kind of shanked and stuff. But well, no, but a woman to give advice about being bedbound that crater. And what she said is so true as well. Like of all years to be bedbound, now wouldn't be a bad one because you really aren't missing out on anything. Like the way I'm going on, I might as well be bedbound. <laughs> I'm not leaving the lab, but you know what I mean. But as well, like if, at least if it wasn't a year like this, someone'd have a bit of news, yeah. Whereas people are, whereas oh, yeah. people are coming to visit her now and they be, she was like, I'm sucking the bit all day and someone's going, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a solace in that as well. I don't know. So. That's the only thing, yeah. Anyway, love, send you loads of love and get well soon. Yeah, get well soon. You'll be up and out in no time and you'll be living your life to the full. Yeah, been to watch a few series. That's the thing. We watched, um, what was it? The Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Girlies, if you haven't watched it, chefs. Kiss. It's good. It's stunning. It's really lovely. So good that Kevin finished it without me one night. <laughs> Remember that? But you were getting odd because I knew the the chess formations and you hated when I spoke about them. So we were watching it and then like because I don't know how to play chess obviously like and then Kevin. Oh, what do you mean obviously? You couldn't. You were bowled over when you found out that I knew how to play chess. But we'd be watching a scene and like they won't be talking and they'd just be playing chess and then Kevin be like, oh, I can't believe you just made that move. No, I never and I'd be did like, that. Can you just shut the fuck up? No, I didn't. I was saying, oh, because of the styling. No, you were going, oh, because of the move she was doing. <laughs> you said to me, I can't, you see, she's just doing the rook to 12, 7 or whatever. I was trying to explain how the pieces moved to you. I didn't ask. <laughs> anyway, girlies. Girlies. Go out and play some sports. Go out, you know what? Go out and grab your racket. We didn't talk about rounders, the gayest of all the sports. Rounders, the gayest of all. I heard if you get a home run in rounders, you're queer now. <laughs> I'm actually traumatised over rounders and I don't think I'll ever be able to play again because one time we were down the end of the park, we were all playing right and Peter McGivern took a swing and Zoe McTighe was standing behind oh, him. Oh no! And he swung the racket before he ran knocked out Clock. all her teeth. <gasps> I remember I was trauma... Gumsy Chloe they called her. <laughs> Apparently it was Zoe but some... <laughs> <laughs> some Gumsy Zoe.
But I remember I was I just saw a load of teeth in the ground and I remember but I remember <laughs> nearly I know it was so no mean. it was so often I nearly took and a turn. Expensive. And I remember, oh my god, I just remember just oh god her smile or lack of. Did oh. Peter make a necklace out of the teeth to say this? <laughs> it was obviously an accident we've all grown up, but anyway. Jesus. Thanks for tuning in, girlies. Girlies, and now you can follow the Premier League. <laughs> One thing I never spoke about as well was even though I was kind of only semi-obsessed with football. I was obsessed with collecting the stickers for the um, sticker books. Oh, really? Obsessed with it. I think it's just because I loved having like a photo album of lads. Oh, stunning. They're all sexy lads. It was just they? like porn. Well, it wasn't really. You're kind of maybe... I was more kinda... of a Yu-Gi-Oh girl. I was, had my Yu-Gi-Oh as well, but I loved the football ones nah. as well. Because I, I never knew who they were. Like. Oh, yeah. I didn't either, to be honest. I only knew the Man United. But anyway, we're going anyway. off. Go out there, play some sports. We love you all. Enjoy. Take care, girls. Bye, 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 bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.